All right, today I'm gonna to try to convince you that the people coming in contact with your business, both leads and existing customers, and everybody in between, require a little TLC along the way. And that comes in the form of nurture. So let's find out how to do it. It's time to become the overdog. All you dog businesses, get ready to level up. This is the Overdog Podcast. Hello, hello, and what is going on? Yes, here we are once again. Thanks for tuning in to this episode, which is episode 140. We are moving along here, and it is a fun ride. I tell you, I feel, uh, you know, energized, but a little tired as well, because there's a lot going on. Um, it's been a crazy year so far already. Here at Overdog, we have a lot of things in the works. Uh, so I know you love the podcast, so I'm excited about that. But we have some new things coming out at you this this year, content-wise. I'm doing a lot more content this year, in addition to the podcast and speaking at a number of, of the conferences. We have just launched our printed newsletter, which is free. And we also have our YouTube channel we just launched. I'm going to be doing a lot of video content, which I have done in previous businesses that I've had before, but I've just been focusing on the podcast for Overdog. But now we're going to, we're going to branch out. So you're going to see uh, some videos there. I'm also going to be doing a lot more on social media. Definitely, you're going to see video content on our Overdog Facebook page, as well as doing some writing. Okay, we're going to be working on a blog post, and maybe by the end of the year, I'll be able to put together another book for you guys. These are all things that I'm scrambling to put together for you, so I hope you enjoy it. Um, before we go into today, which is going to be about nurture, I want to tell you about one of our long-term sponsors, Nutura. Now, you've probably heard about these guys already, but I want you to check them out if you haven't already. Okay, what is Nutura? Well, it is a pretty awesome, easy to use outdoor turf option for your play areas. All right, now I don't know what you got going on there now in your outdoor play yards, but if it's regular grass, dirt, mulch, all those things are messy, they're not very sustainable. Um, not a great experience for the staff, the dogs, or the people when they get those dogs home. So another option is having turf back there. And the cool thing about Natura, it, it is very unique, revolutionary, because it is a hybrid turf, which means there's holes in it that allow grass to grow through. Why is that cool? Because it is awesome for the dogs to get a little nature in there, right? We don't want to just pave it over and remove all the outside elements. We need to get some, some nature in there to those noses because they love to sniff around and experience. That's why part of the beauty of being outside is all the scents and stuff. So this allows them to experience it. It's super easy to put down. Even I was able to do it <laughs> pretty simply in my backyard to test it out. And it uh, holds up really well. You can just mow right over it. You can seed right over it. It makes it so much of a, of a cleaner, better experience. In the heat, it doesn't get really hot, so the, the dogs can play comfortably on it. Um, really a good choice, and uh, winter is always the, a great time to, uh, to put it down because you get to protection from the mud and the wet winter weather, 
and uh, you know the grass seed which is underneath each there is is dormant underneath just waiting to pop out when the spring comes so if you haven't already checked them out you know you guys who have been in the podcast for a while have have heard them before because you know that they're a longtime friend of the show you can go over to natura-turf.com forward slash overdog n-a-t-u-r-a hyphen t-u-r-f dot com forward slash over dog tell them fern sent you and they will take really good care of you all right now i want to talk to you about showing some love some nurture to the various people that come in contact with your business so why is this so important why am i doing a whole podcast talking about taking care of leads customers anybody who comes in contact and the reason is is they say you may have heard this before. The money is in the follow-up, okay? And this is so true. I've seen, you know, working with our clients here at Overdog is that, you know, we could spend a lot of money on ads and marketing, driving a lot of traffic and get a lot of people interested, you know, raise their hand and reach out. But if you don't have a proper follow-up sequence and it's not just, you know, it needs to be done the right way and that's where nurture comes in. So, Follow up is one thing, but follow up with nurture is is something effort is something different. You know, it's a little it's like uh, the next level. Trying to make sure we're helping them. Think of it as holding their hand and leading them into your business. All right, that's what we want to do. And as I've been working with you know dog daycare businesses for the last few years, what we've noticed is the nurture really makes all the difference. And that is in fact true. The money is in the follow up. So if you're doing a poor job on the nurture, no matter how good you're doing with your marketing efforts on your on the front side, the ads and everything are getting generating leads, and no matter how good the back end you're delivering the services is, if you don't have that nurture sequence, you're unable to convert these leads into customers and to keep them there long term, right? Which is the the overall goal of all this. All right, the first thing I want to talk about is what's called the five levels of awareness. So it's important to know how people, like what what is their, what state of mind they're in so you can determine where they need to go in your business and what messaging has to happen at those particular points. And it's called the five levels of awareness, and this was developed by um, a marketer a long time ago, and it's been used you know, on and on again. So let me just go through real quickly these five levels. Number one, there are people that are unaware, okay? These are people that don't really know much, okay? They may not know that their dog is under-socialized or under-exercised or bored. They may not even be aware of like dog daycare or anything like that. They're totally unaware. The second level is people that are problem aware, okay? So these people know that they have an issue, all right? There's a problem with their dog and they're, and they're like looking out for a solution, all right? But they may not know about the dog daycare. They may not know about your business and stuff. Then there is the third level of awareness, which is solution aware. These people know that they have some they have a problem. There's some issues there. And they are aware of dog, that dog daycare is an option that can help them if we're using dog you know, daycare in this example. Then there's number four is your solution aware. That means they know they have a problem. They know about dog daycare and they are aware of your business. And finally, is most aware, uh, they know that there's a problem, they know about dog daycare, they know about your business, and they are ready to make a buying decision. So those are the five levels of awareness. Now, it's important to understand those 
because at each of those levels, they require a different form of nurture. Okay? It's not a one size fits all thing. All right? So people who are unaware, that means they, you know, they really don't even know anything. <laughs> they're not even aware they have a problem. We just can't give them an offer. We, that's not going to help nurture them into buying something. We have, to, we have to nurture them. How do we do that? With education. Okay? We demonstrate what's going on, what the problem is. You know, we got we to educate them on what the, the issues might be. Once they're problem aware, then the way we can nurture them is we can stress the pain points and introduce the benefits of your solution, which would be, let's say, dog daycare in this situation. Moving on to level three, those that are solution aware, what we want to do is prove to them that your daycare is the best. So we showcase on why you are better than maybe all the other options out there. Then those at level four that are aware of you and your business, we reinforce and explain the benefits and overcome any objections. And lastly, most aware really don't require a hell of a lot of nurture because at that point they are ready to buy. We just have to make them an offer. So it's important to think, understand those five levels because if we understand where someone is, then we know what kind of nurture we need to do. And I find a lot of people ignore like the first three levels and they just focus on the other you know, last two, but you know, in all honesty, those are the smallest, uh, the smallest markets out there. We need to constantly, and that's what we're doing for our clients at Overdog, is constantly providing marketing that educate people, warm them up, and then move them towards a buying decision. Okay, so I just want you to understand that, so we know it's not a one size fits all. And some, you know, and the key thing is we may not know where someone is. I can't go out there and see everyone on the other side of let's say their phone, knowing which level they're at and be able to custom make the, the right messaging for them. You can do a lot with digital marketing by retargeting and stuff. Well, we can know that. However, for the most part, you just want to make sure that we're doing some nurture at each stage of the game. So let's talk a little bit more specifically, kind of the nitty gritty about new leads, okay? So when you're getting a new lead in, there's a big difference between a cold lead and a warm lead. All right, cold leads, they know nothing, okay? And they require much more nurture, think of it, much more hand-holding than someone who is a little bit warmer up, probably a little more motivated, all right? And this is where I think a lot of people make a mistake. They have a one-size-fits-all and they're treating everyone like warm traffic and they're getting pissed off when they're like, oh, this isn't working. And it could work, we just haven't warmed people up enough. Okay, so how you communicate to cold traffic individuals is very different than how you communicate to anyone who has been warmed up. Okay, the cold people take a lot more explaining. They take a little more time and effort. You know, nurture is about TLC, right? Tender loving care, right? We need to take better care of them, give them more attention early on. And then as they progress towards warmer and hot leads, then we can relax a little bit. It doesn't take as much work on our part, all right? But the thing is, we have to make sure that we're customizing our messaging to those different areas, okay? Um, and this is something that we've experimented a lot recently with, with our clients here at Overdog, and just watching the way people are corresponding to the leads that we're bringing in and noticing the conversion rate as we change the messaging has been like really eye-opening, okay? So what we learned is number one, you need for cold traffic, you need to engage them first, okay? 
So in our example, we're sending a lead, we're sending a, an ad out, we're doing a Facebook ads to, to cold traffic, so they may have never even heard about you or dog daycare or whatever. And we're convincing them with an irresistible offer to raise their hand and say that they're interested in it, okay? Now, a lot of people think, well, that's enough. They said they were interested in it, so they, they should, you know, they should respond and be pretty attentive. But that's not true because they weren't looking for us, okay? That's the big difference between Google traffic, like Google search ads versus Facebook ads. You know, Google search ads, someone was actively searching for you or a problem or whatever. They found you because they were looking for something. So they're more motivated. On Facebook... You know, the reason why Facebook ads are, are great, but there's limitations. They're great because they're more cost effective and you don't have to, they're more proactive. I don't have to wait for someone to search. However, the intent is much lower. Okay. So because of that, they require a little more work to kind of get a conversion out of them. Okay. So we can't expect them to be very motivated. We have to do a lot of legwork and they require a lot more following up. All right. So you have to understand that when you're going in, the first thing we try to do is engage them. So often when we're running Facebook ads for clients, I'll put them immediately into a text automation that automatically, you know, just says hi to them and asks them a simple question. The question I don't really care about, um, although it might be useful, I just want them to engage. Okay, I'm just trying to get them to engage in a conversation because we have found that if they engage, even in something as trivial as a yes, no question, they're much more likely to continue the conversation on. So that's what we're doing. We're engaging them first, okay? And that's trying to pique their interest, maybe a little bit of their curiosity. And the thing is, with cold traffic, even if we do get them to engage with us, we cannot jump ahead too soon. We can't ask too much of them too early on or we will lose them. And this has, we've seen this time and time again. All right, and I will tell you this is one of the uh, biggest things I see uh, people doing. You know, I get it, you're busy, and we're trying to streamline and automate things as much as possible. The automations, and, and we can do some cool things, and I have these like really complex automations built out and stuff for clients. They're great, but they're, we can't just use them as a crutch and thinking we're they're going to replace the human contact of it. You know, we're not going to, we're just going to have this thing run on autopilot. We don't have to do anything and leads are just going to come in. Yes, that's partially true, but we need to do our part as well. All right. There's a time where, where the automations need to stop and we need to go in human to human and actually answer questions, overcome objections, build trust to lead them to our buying decision. So I find a lot of our clients early on are so excited about the automation and you know the time-saving ability of that. And what happens is they end up going all the way to the extreme of doing zero interaction and follow-up. That never works. Never, ever, ever, ever works, okay? So here's an example that I find a lot of dog daycare businesses do. They get someone interested and they say, yeah, I would like to come in, let's say, for a free day or come in for my first day or evaluation or whatever. And then you immediately say, okay, great. Go to this link. Go to our website. Fill out this big form, this application. Create a profile for somebody who was cold that this was not a high priority. That is asking way too much of them early on. Now, warm traffic, they came to you they're more, or you're, they're further along the process. 
they will be more motivated to that. So do not do that. I have seen that kill so many leads and people go, you know, and they'll say, oh, the leads, no one's responding. And I look at their messaging and they keep sending them to this damn form. And I'm like, they're, they're not ready. You're asking them to do way too much too early on. All right. We have to take that on ourselves. Okay. We have to make it the colder the traffic, the easier we have to make it for them. All right. So we have to do some of the work for them. So we have to ask them, what's your name? What's your dog's name? Okay, great. And then what I found is when we change things around, so here are a couple of tips um, that we've used to increase conversions. First thing we did was we just had them make a verbal commitment to an appointment. Okay, you want to come in, bring your dog in this day, great, next Tuesday, 9 a.m., perfect. We have you in there. Once they make the verbal commitment, then we ask them to do something. Okay, I have you in, you're in there. Now, before that, I need you to go do this. All right. So we saw that helped conversions a little bit, but still there are a lot of people who weren't doing that. So we had to do a little bit more nurture. So the next thing we did was making it super easy for them by saying, you don't have to give me your vet records. What's your vet's phone number? We'll call them and get the vet records sent over. That increased conversions even more. So what I want you to think about is the easier you want to, I always say you want to remove friction in the sales process. The more you make them do, the lower your conversions. The easier you make it for them, and I know you need certain things, and that's fine. We're just trying to make it easy for them to get them to you and supply them to you, especially cold traffic. Again, understand the difference between cold and warm traffic. Warm traffic, much more likely to be able to do stuff on their own and not as much work or not as much touch points. Cold traffic, they need some help. Why is this important? You say, I don't have time for this. Well, I always like to remind my clients what their lifetime value of a customer is. And we have found on average for a, you know, a pet business with multiple services, the average lifetime value is usually between five and $15,000. So if I know a client is potentially worth 10 grand for me, I think I'll give them a little nurture. I'll go out of my way for a little bit because that could be like if I told you, if you just spent five more minutes talking to this person or calling the vet and everything, you would get an extra 10 grand. Would you do it? Yeah, probably. So you have to think of like that. You have to think of every person coming in is a potential lifetime value of a customer. That's why I'm always so obsessed of knowing what your lifetime value is. Because if you know that, that should be driving all your decision making. So think about that. These customers are valuable. These leads are valuable only if we convert them. So we got to make sure we're doing everything we can to do that. So try to make it as easy for them as possible. So one of the things I found, I think one of my, uh, a couple of my clients were using Ginger and they were sending them to this form and on the form, they had a whole bunch of information, including a credit card thing. And they, I'm like, well, why would you have that? If I was coming in for like a free day or an evaluation that was no charge and I saw a credit card thing, I wouldn't stop to fill it out. I would just say, no, they're, they're screwing me. They're trying to get me my credit card. And they told me, oh no, no, that's not required. I'm like, well, then it shouldn't be there. Like that's scaring people away. So, and they're like, I don't know if I can get rid of that. I'm like, that's horrible. Then we have to have another form that we can customize with the minimum amount we need. And then after they fill out that, after they get a little further down, we can ask them additional information once they're more motivated because we've provided a lot of touch points and they've gotten to know us and we've built some trust and credibility. All right, so it's so important because you know, you may be spending, I'm sure you're spending a lot of time and energy and money getting these leads in. 
just to lose them, it, it's it's heartbreaking. And I'll see so many clients, I'm like, look at this, we're killing it. Look at all these leads we have coming in. Like, oh, nothing's converting. And they're blaming the leads. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. And I start looking at the messaging. I'm like, no, it's the messaging that's wrong, okay? We know the ads are working because leads are coming in. So where is it broken? Okay, it's broken at the next, the next point, which would be the conversion point. So we need to do something there. All right. One of the things that works great with nurture, a lot of times I use this a lot in my ads, is storytelling. Okay, that helps people, you know, picture things of why this is important. That's why I make a lot of analogies between kids and dogs and, you know, school, because people understand the human side of it. So I, I try to tell a lot of stories and make analogies to let people understand why things are particular value or so that they can kind of piece it together. So storytelling is a very powerful tool to use in all your marketing. And, you know, what's awesome is you have dogs available to you. That lends itself to storytelling. So utilize it. You just got to get a little creative. But I think that's a great way to kind of nurture. And it's really, really great for, for existing customers using storytelling too. So we're going to talk about current customers in a second. So that's basically what I would say for... For, lead, for new leads, you know, understand, are they cold, are they warm, so we know how much nurture we have to do. Please don't just rely on the automations and in the quest to take all these things off your plate. What happens is something suffers usually. Everything comes as a cost, so we just got to, you know, we got to make sure you're, you're doing the right thing for these leads. The other thing, what I noticed is we had a client cancel on us, okay, and he's canceling on us even though we were getting him really low-cost leads. I think we're getting like $6 a lead. It was really, really good. And so then afterwards, after he canceled, one of, uh, I guess they were working with like a tech guy, a web guy or something, and he called me. And he's like, hey, I just want to tell you, I just want to understand what you guys were doing and everything. And we were talking, and I was, I was, he was, you know, asking, I said, yeah, they, they changed all my messaging, you know, so they removed all the nurture and they just went, they just tried to shortcut everything. And I'm like, that's probably why, that's why I wasn't working. And he's like, you're absolutely right. He's like, on a whim, I just called four of these leads that were not responding. And three out of the four, he got on the phone and he booked them in by just picking up the phone and calling. So automations are great. I love using text and email. That's awesome. Sometimes you just got to pick up the phone and call them. All right. So, and like my, my kind of philosophy is I will keep following up with someone until they tell me they're not interested. Okay, when they when, at that point, then I'll know they're stopped. If not, I'm assuming they're still interested. So we just keep it. We try the text automations. They don't work. We try reaching out. You know, just try everything we can, but leave no lead behind. All right. Again, that's that's my motto. All right. Let's segue over to existing customers. All right. Believe it or not, people think that you know. Okay, we got a we got a new customer, and now we just move on to getting another new customer. We don't realize that it's very important to nurture. Our existing customers. I would say it's even more important because we know if we take good care of them, their lifetime value will continue to grow. So you want to focus a lot on your existing customers. They need nurture too, okay? So you want to make sure you're creating touch points with the customers. I was talking with a new client the other day and we we're just going to get an assessment of where his business is out. And I was asking, how often do you email your existing customer base? And their answer was, I don't know. Um, I guess whenever we got something to say, I'm like, when do you got something to say? They're like, I don't know, like once a quarter. And like, usually, so so that means it's like, uh, we're, we're closing this day. 
or raising our prices, like, are those the only times you want to reach out to your customers so they dread hearing from you? Um, you got to remember, you're paying customers, the humans, you have very little access to. So you need to create as many touch points as possible to create a stronger connection between you and them. Okay, the dogs can't go home and tell them, this is something I've really been realizing and it's I'm going to really focus on that in the future because I think that is the biggest problem in this industry is you spend almost no time with the paying customer, like zero. So there's no wonder they don't understand the value. It's no wonder they don't think maybe is this not worth it or let me stop doing this. We need to create touch points, all right? We need to nurture them, all right? This is where I love storytelling, okay? You can take dogs within your daycare, we craft a little story about what they're doing, how they're using your services and stuff, and we share that. That's a great way to not only make those connections and those bonds, but also a way to open their mind to upselling or cross-selling to different services you have. So we want to keep them engaged too, all right? We want, we want some give and take. I think it's, um, and I was just really folk. I was just brainstorming about this the other day of how we can engage the humans. Okay, we're focusing on how much we can enrich the dogs' lives. I think we have to figure out ways to enrich the humans, the paying customers. How do we do an enrichment program for them? How do we get them more invested in your services? How do we get them to be more of a part of it instead of just such a distant outsider? When we figure that out, your business is going to boom, all right? So that's something that I am really focusing on and brainstorming on and going to be experimenting with with our clients now because I think that is the, one of the keys to really exploding your business in this industry, all right? So the way to do that is to making sure we keep it engaged and we try to use personalization as much as we can. Obviously, the bigger your company, the more you scale, the harder it is to do personalization. So all you guys that have smaller boutique type of businesses, Lean into that because you, you can do it better than the, bigger, than the bigger players out there. How can we personalize the experience as much as possible? And create check-ins, okay? We want to see how they're doing, all right? How often do you ask the human clients how their dog is doing at home? Okay, how can you support them at home? How can you support, how can you become a resource? Not just a babysitter. How can you become a resource for them, all right? Create those check-ins. Okay, have it be you're trying to transcend your relationship from transactional to emotional. You want to make it more like a friendship. All right, to do that takes time. All right, you got to put in the time. So we got to figure out ways to do that. All right, and that's been that's my focus right now. Um, and I'm figuring out ways to do that for all of our clients and stuff. How to how to make it easy for them to do that for all of their clients. But I think that is such a big thing. That is really going to be important going in, you know, to this new year and beyond. All right. I really feel the dog daycare uh, as a service uh, is going to get a big shakedown. Um, it's already happening. I can see it already. Um, something needs to happen. And I think this is a big step to improve that situation. All right. I've blabbed about this enough. Hopefully you understand the importance of nurture. Make sure you're doing it. Don't phone it in. It's important. Try to create the systems that you can nurture every kind of lead, cold and warm traffic, as well as your existing customers. All right, that's it for now. Have an awesome day. Make it epic, and I'll see you again real soon. Hey, 
If you'd like some help with your own business, head over to overdogdigital.com and you can sign up to have a free phone consult with me and we'll talk about your business goals, where you want to go, and we can see if you're right fit for our services. 